0: This podcast is brought to you by Dragon Shield. Check out the affiliate link down below to help support the show.
1: Welcome to the Play to Win Podcast. Cheers. Cheers. I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. This is the show where we talk about winning in CEDH. So this week, what we're going to be talking about, we actually have a couple things we're going to be talking about. Um, As you saw from the title of the video, today we're going to be talking about the fastest decks in all of CEDH. The most explosive decks. Yes, the ones that just come out stomping and raging and wanting to win the game as
0: quickly as possible. These decks present wins the quickest, the most, but maybe not the most protected. They don't necessarily win the game, but they present... A win if unchecked. Yes. The earliest.
1: It makes them very powerful because speed is definitely something we're looking for in CEDH decks. We'll see how many of them are some repeats
0: of last week's topics when we were talking about the scariest decks. Some of the scariest decks are fast, and that's why they're scary. So, yeah, we'll talk about those too.
1: But before that, Dylan, we never did a doctor who set review oh
0: yeah because there's not a ton of great doctor who cards
1: no i mean there's really one doctor who card that i think we'll see play so we've been asked about it a lot i feel like we should just owe it some respect give it to me yeah flesh duplicate is the only doctor who card i think is gonna see some cedh play Okay, what does this card do this is two blue like blue blue for a creature shapeshifter rebel It says you may have Flesh Duplicate enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it has Vanishing 3 if that creature doesn't have Vanishing. Uh, If you don't remember what Vanishing is, it's a permanent with Vanishing 3 enters the battlefield with three time counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter from it, and when the last counter is removed,
0: sacrifice it. This is effectively a two-mana clone, which is good. That's what it is. We love Phantasmal Image for that. Exactly. It's an extra Dockside Extortionist. It can copy a stacks piece. The Vanishing Three is relevant, kind of. A lot of CDH games don't really go past turn five. So if you play this on turn two, this is going to last the whole game. Um, Some games obviously do go longer and the Vanishing will be relevant, but more often than not, this is an extra Dockside Extortionist that only costs two mana. That's going to be great.
1: And like you said, when the Vanishing doesn't matter, a lot of the times what you're doing is just copying a Enter the Battlefield trigger. So it doesn't even matter that it's going to disappear for the same reason why it doesn't matter that Phantasmal Image is so fragile.
0: Yeah, if you copy a Gilded Drake, you get the swap. And then when the thing dies, that's okay. You still get to keep the thing that you stole.
1: I think that this is a upgrade for Phantasmal Image in decks that want to use A clone as part of their Combo piece like in Kenrith I'd much rather have a two Mana clone that will work well with The Emil combo and Copying someone else's dockside the same Way that Phyrexian Metamorph lets me do that but Phantasmal Image won't. Yeah. However, if a deck isn't really utilizing that aspect of the clone, I think Phantasmal Image, just being so much easier to cast,
0: is still gonna be better in, like, blue farm decks. Sure. I will say for Kenrith specifically, though, Kenrith uses that sacrificing ability of Phantasmal Image as part of its combo by using the plus one, plus one counter to target the Phantasmal Image, having it die, and then using the five-mana reanimation to bring it back as a dockside. So That's So you true. do use that to your advantage. In Kenwyn specifically, but I know what you're talking about. And you kind of want both. Yeah, you kind of want both. I think. Yeah. Now, like instead
1: of Metamorph, now you can play this. I don't know about that. Metamorph can copy the One Ring. Oh, you know what? The other thing that sucks about that too is that Metamorph is three generic mana, and you yeah. can just like cast
0: off anything. But two blue Much is, is Metamorph just. Still better than this? I don't know. It's close. It depends on what you want it for. Some, in some decks, yes. and some decks, no. It's going to be commander-dependent, I think.
1: Yeah, because this can't copy the one ring. It can't copy a birthing pod like that extra value is really good.
0: Yes, definitely. The extra value um but the uh, being able to get it for less mana is also still going to come up sometimes. So, I don't know which decks will want which one more honestly, but I think if you want one, you probably are looking at all three and then just it's your preference on that.
1: That's a lot of clones. Yeah. 3 is a
0: lot Three's of clones.
1: A lot. And the pro- the downside of clones is that someone else most likely got the really good effect already so there's times where it's too late and maybe someone else's side won them the
0: game you don't want all three but i think it's in the conversation of you want one of these three i see probably. what you mean yeah you know i mean? think
1: it's definitely moved it from do you want metamorph or phantasmal image to now well is flesh duplicate something you want more than either one of these two it's now definitely much more of a
0: conversation i think so it's like the bounce spell conversation like you yeah. always want one or two bounce spells but there's a slew of them to pick from so which ones do you pick same thing with the clones except but there's only three good ones
1: and the longer that we are playing magic and the more cards they print they're just going to keep adding more cards to these conversations it's only going to get harder to yeah, figure definitely. out what cards should go in your 99 yeah which is
0: i think great that's the fun oh of i know i agree yeah.
1: too i think it just makes it a lot more interesting um does the fact that this is a rebel mean anything not to me because there's some like like the old rebel searchers yeah like Lindsey, but also not necessarily Lindsey. Isn't that
0: a mono white creature?
1: Well, that I'm not saying that that's your commander, but like there's other like creatures for your 99 that can also go get other rebels. Maybe that's probably bad. I don't think that's great. This is this is probably <laughs> the best rebel. But until we get other good rebels, yeah. there's nothing. Do you want to talk about the one other card that I saw people talking about from this set? It's Everybody Lives. Everybody Lives. Everybody Lives. Yes. Yeah. This is one in a white for an instant. It says All creatures gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Players gain hexproof until end of turn. Players can't lose life this turn and players can't lose the game or win the game this turn
0: this card is very similar to angel's grace yeah it says a lot of words on it yeah a couple things that are different angel's grace is one mana this is two and angel's grace has split second which is huge and this doesn't have
1: i think it's really the reason why angel's grace is something that you could potentially play in your deck is that it can't be responded to but this can
0: this one does a little bit more than angel's grace angel's grace just says you can't lose the game but it doesn't say anything about them not being able to target you with a thousand brain freezes and have you mail your whole library and then they just pass the turn and you lose on your upkeep whereas this gives you hex proof this stops you from getting milled at all so the split second is is not having that does suck but there are some this does do a little bit more than angel's grace does now that being said is
1: this something that you are looking for in a cedh deck
0: normally probably not um this is an effect that i this isn't an effect that i have wanted but i don't know if this rate and this style is the best way to do it it's a powerful effect and i'm interested in trying it but it does a lot of times i'm just gonna want to counter spill over this Um, if I'm not playing blue this card gets way more interesting if I'm playing a bunch of creatures that want to attack that I can use the aspect of this that just protects them from removal that also gets more interesting Um, but there's a lot of other cards that do that protection for much lower mana cost
1: yeah I typically don't like cards that specifically target down like specific combos like if I'm in a deck or colors that don't have access to counter spells I'm not necessarily looking for things that will shut off like fastest oracle combos I want to try to beat someone to the punch and win the game instead so like it's not necessarily the interaction that i'm always looking for but i really like that like it can get get around your wrath so like you said if you are playing creature decks like being able to essentially counter a wrath that way is does give it a little bit more utility
0: yeah the the issue is just two mana you have to leave up two mana which means it's two mana that you can't invest into a threat that's going to help you win the game you instead have to do nothing leave up two mana and then if no one does anything you waste two mana and lose a whole bunch of tempo whereas if you just keep on deploying threats, maybe your opponents will be forced to have to respond, and you'll never need this because you'll just kill them outright because you deployed the threats, whereas if you held up this, maybe you won't get to.
1: Eh. Yeah, that's worth looking at. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't think I don't think it's going to see as much play as the flesh duplicate is going to see. I would say no. But it's still it's still an interesting card that I'm glad to
0: see here. I think it's on the outskirts. I'll be thinking about it from time to time and debating if I can slide it in a mono white list or something like that.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know about the commanders from the set. Uh we did play a couple of games with Uh, the fourth Doctor and Mary Jane Smith. We played with the face of Bo. We played with Riversong and Missy as well. They don't really have a pack a lot of punches. One of the other Doctors uh, is a food chain outlet. I think it's the 13th Doctor that's a food chain outlet. but there's a lot of other food chain decks that we're going to talk about today that I think just might be a little bit stronger. Um, So I don't really know how much the commanders will make an impact in the format, but
0: you could certainly play some of them. They do things that are close to CDH playable partners is good. Two commanders is good. If in my brain, there's just always going to be other things like Thrasios, Timna, Krom type things that are going to be better than any of these commanders and what they have to offer. Um, But they will be playable. If you love Dr. Who and want to play CDH, you can definitely make a deck that'll win almost 25, percent of your games out of some of these commanders. I'm sure of it. Yeah, um but none of them are are speaking to me.
1: All right. So do you want to delve into the main topic here then, and talk about some of the
0: fastest decks in CEDH? Let's exile some cards from our graveyards and delve right into it. Oh, that was great. Thank you. Oh that was man, good. I'm wow. I'm really proud of that one. Thank yeah, you.
1: you should put that in a documentary somewhere. I'll I feel down. like when I'll we re- when we do a documentary, mm-hmm. keep yeah, keep that file that for later. All right. So let's start off with a couple of decks. That are in the Grixis colors. Because I feel like this is just a very classically fast color pair. Understood. We're going to start off with Cormella, actually. Cormella, yeah. Cormella, Let's yeah. read this one. Because you want to read this I, one? I feel like we should. Do you, do you not? I do want to read this one, yeah. I like this direction that we've been going in. Trying to the read reading. some more of these commanders, yeah. Especially this one that isn't as more well-known. This is the Glamour Thief, Cormella. That's one, a blue, a black, and a red. For a 2-4 vampire rogue legendary creature with haste. For one mana and tap it. You add Grixis to your mana pool, and you can only spend this money on instant and sorcery spells. And when it dies, you can return up to one target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard
0: to your hand. I think you said money instead of mana, but that's pretty funny either way. And I say spend this money? <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my God. I don't think this one is particularly fast, is
1: it? It's turbo. Every version I've seen of this is turbo, because you really? can go turbo ad for it. How does this help you go fast, though? It works with... Saw in half in your command zone. You do need a couple of other pieces. Like you might need uh dark ritual and like uh demonic tutor to help to get you through your whole deck then too.
0: What does the actual combo result in? Cause it just it taps for three, right? So but you have to spend one to tap it?
1: If you have three and two black and Cormella on the battlefield, let's say you have like a tutor, like Demonic Tutor in hand, then you can pay one to activate Cormella and make your Grixis mana. You can pay the black and the red to cast a Demonic Tutor and go get Saw in half. And then you can pay with some of that, um, like we said, you need the, Certain amount of mana in order to do this line. Yeah. Then if you have a blue, a black, and the blue that you made with Cormella, an extra black and another mana, you can cast saw in half targeting Cormella. And then you have no mana in the mana pool, but you do have the two token copies. And then due to the state-based actions, one copy of Cormella will die, adding an additional death trigger to the stack, and that's her ability to go get your demonic tutor and saw in half into the graveyard so you get one to one trigger off of the original Cormella dying and then your legendary effect happening gives you the second trigger to go get them back
0: i understand that initial five man investment you also need two more mana to demonic tutor again and an additional mana to activate Cormella again i think
1: well the Cormella gets you The mana that you need in order to Demonic Tutor again. But don't you have to spend one mana to activate Cromella? Now I have a question about this primer because it says you use it to return Saw and Half and Demonic Tutor to your hand. Your available mana is zero. And then it says pay one.
0: (laughs) So you need mana there to activate Cromella.
1: Maybe this is one of the and original get- of the two black and three that I need. And this available mana is the extra mana that Cormella is making okay. me instead. Maybe I think that's what that means in the primer here.
0: Maybe. So then you make Grixis mana again, you demonic tutor for like Rite of Flame? Uh, for Dark Ritual or Right of Flame. The the combo
1: does work. There's two different lines where one does work with of Flame and one does work with Dark Ritual. Then. Because
0: if you're demonic tutoring for the tutor, for the next card, you you've used the black mana, so you would only have a red or a blue mana up. Yes, exactly. So you get the rite of flame and you write a flame so that you can activate the other one?
1: It's a it's a very complicated line, yeah. And then you can keep going through here until you are demonic tutoring for, like, brain freeze, when your storm count is absolutely massive at this point.
0: Seems like Anala, but with more steps. It, it's
1: Anala with less bad cards, really, i guess we haven't said anything about sacrifice or burnt offering in this whole thing like we've only talked about cards that we are normally going to play in a in an ad nauseum grixis deck right like the saw in half is really i guess really the only bad card but there's a ton of utility that saw in half gets you that you could argue it should just be a staple for grixis decks With the amount of utility it can provide.
0: Do these lists play um, Hoarding Broodlord?
1: This list in particular that I'm looking at right now with the Primer does not play Hoarding Broodlord. um, Because you don't really need it. Like, Cormela's your Hoarding hoarding Broodlord. Um, So, it does have that upside. Okay. To, like, a Nala, which is the next deck on our list, too. Another very fast deck. So, just to confirm, we think it takes 5 mana to go through this combo, right? It takes... The prerequisite to go into the combo is three and two black. And for a majority of the combo, the mana that you're making with Cormella is what's getting you through a lot of the lines. This three and two black is used to jumpstart the Cormella abilities, to help
0: you cast your dark ritual then too. So this all right, so you need five mana and Cormella in play. Well, no, because you cat five part of the mana is to cast the Cormella, right? No, it's Cormella And then five mana. And then five mana. So slow. Too slow, get it to the end of the list. I get thought it, it to was the just end of the I list? thought it was five mana and you go.
1: No, it's not five mana. Is it nine mana
0: combo? It needs yeah, Cormella,
1: and then and then all that other mana. Slow. Sorry, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of other decks that are also going to require a lot of mana that are also known for going very fast. That's true. But
0: I would like if we're talking about the fastest decks, it's the decks that can do it off of the least amount of mana, right? uh, I think
1: that's a really good way. To judge them. And this just line say might like,
0: be good. It might be better than a lot of the lists that we talk about today, but I don't think it's the fastest. What? That's kind of specifically as a as a mana thing, how much mana can use your combo require, right? I guess,
1: well, your deck is built in a way to be able to produce that kind of That's mana. That's true, but so, any deck
0: can be built to make a lot of mana.
1: Yes, but the decks that we're not talking about today aren't built that way sure i okay so i guess i guess what i just said was a stupid thing then so let me <laughs> let me back up a little bit here and just say there's other there's other decks that i that cost more mana that i still see as like even faster than this interesting and we'll talk about them I'll I'll bring that up let me put an asterisk next to that deck I want to get through the Grixis decks there are other things that matter how many
0: tutors and rituals in your deck but you can put those tutors and rituals in any deck so for me if you're looking for speed you want the combo that costs the least amount of mana
1: I want something that's going to be very efficient and something that has like the easiest win con to assemble too. because
0: even in a deck that can easily make six mana if you have that like this deck can easily make six mana it's fine that deck can also easily make three mana and if your combo is three mana i want the three mana that's true you know what i mean i can just do it a turn earlier or something
1: well what if i told you this deck just also doubles as like a super fast ad nauseum deck too like you can still just go oh i don't need cormella i can just make the three and two black and put it into an ad nauseum
0: and then win the game off of that yeah that's fair out of all the decks we've talked about so far which is just this one cormella is the slowest
1: you know what i think that I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: As we move on to the next one.
1: All right. So, we're going to talk about Inala because I did bring up Anala as like a, a kind of similar deck here where instead of needing to put your commander in play, it just all works with your command zone here and the eminence ability.
0: 4 mana and a spell seeker in hand. That's how much you need to begin this combo. I, that I know. That is fast. That is fast. Yeah, that's really not a lot. And I think
1: something else we should be looking for is like how many pieces you need to assemble in order to put the combo together. And this is one that just needs one. It just needs Spellseeker.
0: Yep. And I like that this deck can mulligan kind of good. And I say, I say that because there's a lot of dead cards in the deck that you want to put to the bottom of your library anyway. You need yeah. them to be in your deck. And not only that, Anala kind of wants to win quickly because you don't want to draw those pieces a lot of times. Now, sometimes you can draw the pieces and you can still make it work, but most often, having the pieces in the deck is going to be the easiest experience for you to win the cleanest. So they want to win before they draw too many cards a lot of the time, I think. Yeah.
1: So Anala versus Cormella. Anala is faster. Anala is definitely faster. That's math, baby. That's just math. Yeah. That's magic math right there. Um, and then Rogsai is the third fast deck. Yeah. I think this is just faster than the other two. Like, Rog R- Rack is just.
0: Rog interesting because the combo itself is Thassa's Oracle, Demonic Constitution, which is three mana. Anala also has that. All grass 6 decks have that option. Yeah, Cormella has that. But two cards is much different than one card. Rogsai's one card win condition is Ad Nauseam, which is five mana and more than four mana for the Spell Seeker. So, in that way, it is slower. You have to. Cast spells in Rockside, and in Nala you don't have to cast your commander. You just have to cast a spell seeker. You have to actually get the pieces of Rockside, but if you get those pieces, Rockside can be quicker right but you need to find those pieces so is it consistently quicker i don't know well rog rack is designed to allow
1: you to be quicker because it you also you also play cards like calling the weak and like things that uh infernal plunge and things that really take advantage of the fact that your commander is free the first time that you cast it and just allow you to plow through with mana that you don't have options for in anala and in Cormella. like these are still good cards but you have to sacrifice creatures you had a two-mana or three-mana investment into instead. So I, I I know that our win con, technically our combo is more cards, but our commander speeds up the process to get to that win con much quicker than like Anala would let you
0: yeah I think I agree five mana for ad Nauseam is more than four mana for the spell seeker plus the extra mana you need for the Anala line so in black and white it does seem slower but like you said since Rogsai offers you like 10 to 15 pieces that just speed up your deck faster than Anala, I think that weighs out that as long as you get one of those you will be consistently better than Anala. so faster than Anala, I mean so as long as you mulligan to the pieces that work well with Rograk you will be faster so if you do that I think this deck goes is faster than Anala. I will rate it faster.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm gonna rate it faster than Anala as well. So Rogric, Silas, Anala, and Cormella is our list so far. So let's talk about this other one that does cost a ton of mana here then. Okay. Godo. I feel like Godo is just such an explosive deck. Yeah. The whole thing is designed around making 11 mana, which is more than this. Cormella combo.
0: Not by much, though, because Cormella is 4 plus 5 is 9 plus the difference between 9 and 11 is not a ton. Well, no. And the other thing about the Godo situation here, too. Godo, by the way, we
1: should read Godo. Zero card combo, which is a different than one card combo for sure. That changes the math. And you need, like, a couple extra pips, too. Like, Godo is 10 generic mana that you need plus 1 red. red. Yeah. Godo, by the way, is a legendary human barbarian that's 5 and a red that says when it enters the battlefield, you search your library for an equipment and put it into play and when Goto attacks for the first time each turn untap it and all other samurai you control it's not a samurai i don't know why i said other but it's not a samurai. <laughs> After this phase there's an additional combat
0: phase. Godo is fast, but I don't think it's the fastest list uh, that we're going to talk about today. I don't think the fastest and I don't think it's the fastest one that we've talked about so far. When Godo had its heyday, I do think that was the case, but the format has sped up. I view Godo as like a turn 3 deck. It's going to put out a pretty consistent turn 3 Win it can win kind of out of nowhere it can operate through a decent amount of stacks pieces it can play a couple of them but I don't think it's the fastest deck on the list um, I think it's probably I would probably consider it faster than Cormella but I don't think it's faster than Anala so even with an Cormella also having access
1: to ad nauseum lines does that change your mind with Godo at all not really because we're
0: just talking about speed that's the main thing that we want to focus on ad nauseum does make it I guess a little bit more consistent maybe like a stronger win percentage deck but with the right pilot I think Godot can win just as much and I think Godo just has um a more easier time putting together an early win maybe because you don't need all you need is the commander the zero cards you know everything you need everything
1: yeah, th- that makes sense. I, th- I think that does make sense. I don't think that just having Ad Nauseam necessarily means that y- you are a faster deck. There are a lot of slower decks that can also take advantage of Ad Nauseam, too. So I don't think that, that that alone makes it better than or faster than Godo. So I would have Cormella below Godo, but I would put Anala above Godo.
0: I agree. Yep, that's what I said,
1: too. Great. Okay. Um. Then the next deck that we're going to talk about is... Atali Primal Conqueror. This is the first list that we're talking about that has green in it? Yes, so far. The first list that we're talking about that has green. It's 5 and 2 red for a legendary Elder Dinosaur. That's a 7-7 with Trample. And when it enters the battlefield, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. And then you can cast any number of spells from among them without paying their mana cost. And then it transforms into a Blightsteel Colossus, which is just even more fucked.
0: Yeah, this one's really, what it offers is kind of card advantage, really more than actual speed. But being in red-green, like the fact that you do get a lot of explosive mana bursts, this deck can be really fast. I don't know if it's the fastest though. I don't necessarily think of it as a fast deck. It can be I definitely explosive. It can do a lot out of nowhere for sure, but I don't know if it can piece together a win faster than a lot of the other ones we've talked about.
1: It has all the good creature tutors available to it in green, and that's really like besides the food chain stuff that it's trying to do, really like it also has Dockside Extortionist and Saber Tooth lines, which are arguably a little bit more reliable than food chain really. So, if you are able to get a tally out fairly quickly, there are times where your opponents are essentially giving you the game because of the amount of value that you can generate off of the Itali trigger. Not only are you getting a super impactful card from your deck because it's your deck, it's full of cards that you want, but like the threat of also flipping into a tutor or flipping into like someone else's jeweled lotus to get an extra Itali for super cheap. I think just pushes this deck a lot farther ahead than a lot of people might think initially
0: yeah this one it reminds me a lot of Paco and Halden um, does a similar thing you're playing your lighter opponent's cards you ramp into a big giant thing and you can beat down pretty quickly paco and Holden has access to blue which is a pretty big difference yeah but paco and Holden can't win off of dockside loops which this one can um, yeah. this one has the ability of putting together wins a little bit easier paco and Holden plays the extra turn spells which are great in paco and Holden, but extra turn spells kind of stink so if you if there's a Dranath magistrate out your your extra turn spell is not going to be great whereas this one i don't think this deck needs to play a ton of bad cards you're playing just like red green good stuff now red green does limit you a little bit but that, have- that's a weird spot
1: to be right? in the red green good stuff yeah. yeah it sounds like we're an edh podcast all of a sudden right
0: but you can still you don't have to play any weird cards that are bad without your commander for the most part most of your stuff is just red green good stuff and that works well with what Atali's trying to do
1: yeah exactly so where do we have this in the in the list here in terms of speed slower than Godo? i think it is a little slower than Godo. i i'm still willing to put it above Cormella, though i mean it's just easy to get seven mana and the chance of you getting four good cards is a lot higher than the chance of you getting four bad cards, I think, because everyone's deck yeah. is full of good cards.
0: Yeah, I agree. It is close to um, Carmela, though, but I think it's—I would I would say it's a little bit faster, maybe. It's but less— mana- I haven't played either of the decks, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> what true.
1: What
2: the fuck do I
0: know?
1: All right, then the next deck that we're going to talk about is actually a conglomerate of decks, which is the Mardu suite.
0: Oh, so we're putting these together, but not the Grixis ones well, together. Well,
1: we're, we're going to talk about them together, like okay. we talks about the Grixis decks together. But as I'm looking at them, I don't think they all deserve to be lumped together.
0: Okay, which ones do you have in this pile? So I have
1: Rograk Timna. Yep. I have Jessica Timna. And I have Dayata in this pile here
0: i think Diata is probably the fastest rog tim is next and then Tim Najeska is the slowest i actually found it better to play Tim Najeska a little bit slower your grind pieces are actually really good and you just don't have access to speed in the command zone like some other decks do i think Jeska kind of pushes you to want to play a little bit slower it kind of yeah.
1: forces you to want to like wait to set up a two card combo and then also utilize it to help control the board down a little bit more yeah Deyada and Rograk are giving you completely different things. They're both giving you mana, essentially. Rograk in the form of calling the weekend, infernal plunging cards like that, like we talked about, and Deyada in the form of just her minus ability and being a free fucking commander.
0: Yes, yeah, basically, Deanna is great. Turbo Underworld Breach can do the Underworld Breach probably faster and better than most other decks can. The unfortunate thing is that's kind of all it does. Rest in pieces and play. Deanna's not doing shit. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? There's no, there's less ways to grind. There's less ways to do other things. But you're doing Underworld Breach really well and really fast.
1: We're not talking about what's the most fragile deck in CEDH. No, no, no. Fastest. We're talking about the fastest. I I, I I put Diada near the top. I would put it near the top, too. I would put it faster than Anala and now I'm unsure about where to put it versus Rogsai. Interesting. I would probably
0: put it slower than well <sighs> that's kind of tough. Sometimes you cast Diata and win the game. You get white over blue with Diata over Rogsai. That's the main difference. The other one being Diata can make out of nothing where Rogsai needs other things to go well with it. I kind of think that makes Diata a little bit quicker because you can keep more hands as long as you can like play Diata whereas the Grixis one I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not I sure. I almost
1: think that Mardu forces you to play faster because you don't have access to the interaction that Blue gives you access to. Yeah. Nor the card draw, which are two things that kind of force you to play slower and be able to play more mid-rangey. And when you don't have that at your fingertips usually in CEDH, just more speed is the answer yeah and because you're not weighing your deck down with these blue cards you only need to sprinkle in the good white cards and like the combo cards the protection with like silences and you can just throw in more black and red cards which are traditionally where more of the speed comes from in yeah. these like fast ad nauseam underworld
0: breach decks i think i agree Stric- spickly- <clears throat> strictly speed speaking Wow, strictly speed speaking, Diada I think is faster than Rogsai. I would put Diada at the top then. Yeah, and I honestly Rog Timna might even for the same reasons that you just say might be faster than Silas also. Maybe not better, but faster? Probably. Yeah, the, right? Probably. And, the, and then I would put Timna Jessica a little bit lower.
1: Cuz there's nothing in blue that nothing for speed increases your speed no everything else is just like like the only thing other thing that i'm thinking of that i would miss is like the other wheels potentially but that doesn't help your speed chain of vapor you can bounce your rocks and replay them sometimes for a little ritual effect yeah again you have a ton of rocks in play at that point so it's it's a little bit down the line that you're doing that and you're having access to that i think roger timna just wants to win the game by that point i agree mardu's fast We didn't read Dayata. I think if there's any commander that we should read, it should be Dayata. Yeah, that's a good call. Deata is one, a black, a white, and a red for a Planeswalker uh, that has five loyalty and can be your commander. It's plus two, gives up to one target legendary creature, Vigilance, Lifelink, and Indestructible until end of turn. It's minus three, lets you reveal the top four cards of your library and put any number of legends from among them into your hand and put the rest in the graveyard. And then you create treasures for each card put into the graveyard this way. That's why it's free.
0: Really, you're just minus three right away don't care about the legends part put four cards from your grave your library into your graveyard make four treasures that's what this card does you're never
1: ultimating it because you're only using it to make a bunch of treasures so i that's why this deck is so fucking fast all you have to do is just get diana out there then you can a lot of the times keep like flickering it or just making more mana than you had before
0: yes i think the actual card flicker Is 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 the combo piece with this deck that you're using? So you can flicker your Diada back and forth, making more treasures with Thunderbolt again and again with Thunderal Breach. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, the line is smooth, the line is clean, the line is fast, fastest deck goes to Mardu. Let's move on.
1: Well, we have Jessica Timna as well. Sure. Which is, I think under Cormella. I think it's probably the slowest deck that we've talked about so far.
0: I played this deck for a little bit, and I think I would agree with that. I actually found this deck to not be able to put up wins consistently if it tried to win early, but much better at pulling out wins in the late game. You
1: never would think that a 23 land deck would be like that, (laughs) but it turns out that's what... That's what it does. It grinds.
0: Yeah, the deck is really good at that.
1: Let's talk about food chain decks now. Give it to me. This is another just broad category that we'll have a couple decks to talk about. Uh, This is stuff like Ukama and Kazur, technically, Atraxa. The rug decks like on that
0: There are a couple different versions for speed. I like Ukuma and Kazura the fastest. It's definitely the fastest. You can I just demonic consultation away your entire library to find a food chain. Whereas in, in some of the other decks, if you exile a Thoracle on the way to find that food chain, you can no longer win the game. But with Ukuma, it doesn't matter. I exile everything but the food chain, and your commander is the wincon. you can still win. So it allows you to go a little bit more all in on looking for food chain right away. Things like Plunge into Darkness and Tainted Pack can help you get there too. Um, the the other ones you brought up food did you say food sliver i didn't say food sliver because first chain, <laughs> first first chain food sliver yeah five color is obviously you're getting access to all five colors yeah. but your commander doesn't do anything besides win the game uh, and you can very easily get rid of your win cons. Atraxa is in the same boat, same speed, I would say. As First liver, you lose a color, but you get a better commander with Atraxa. Doesn't help your speed, though. No. And then for as the other food chain decks, you're looking at, like, Rocco. Are we talking about Rocco in these piles? I have Rocco as a separate deck. Okay, but we'll talk about Rocco, Rocco in a second. is
1: technically uh, a food chain pile that it is. But
0: out of those, I think Ukma is fast. It definitely does present wins very quick, especially if you're going in on Hermitruid 2. I don't think it's good, but it can be quick. Uh, I I have technically a third podcast topic here. Okay, give it to me.
1: Are Food Chain decks still in the meta? Even, like, any of these lists, like, I guess Atraxa is, but, like, you, that's food not chain, so like, a Food Chain <laughs> deck yeah.
0: anymore. That's, like, a Displacer Kitten Infinite Mana deck. Realistically, I, I I don't really think Food Chain decks are that good. But that's kind of why we always said Food Chain wins games is because no matter what I fucking think, they're not good. They shouldn't win, but they do. They do. Like, I get my ass beat by Food Chain all the time, and, like, we played on the channel, and it wins games. That's all it does it shouldn't be good i realistically don't think it's a real part of the meta but it, it can be it can win out of nowhere it can be very fast if you have luck on your side it can be really 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 good uh it's, it's an interesting spot it's similar to isochron scepter i think it, it just, kind like, of
1: is yeah it was this combo that was like super good like around the time that uh, the channel had started and was something that was you know really focused on but like all the decks that we're talking about it being good in it's a backup plan now like it's not the main plan in atraxa it's Not even the main plan in first chain food sliver half the time anymore. A lot of the time, that's like an an underworld breach deck that they're trying to set up instead. Yep. Again, in Rocco, another deck that we can clump in here, it's not even like the main combo in Rocco half the time. A lot of times you're winning with like Dockside Extortionist Loops instead or something else. Yeah,
0: every deck right now is either playing Ristic Study, Rule of Law, some combination of both of those or different versions of both of those cards. And Food Chain is really bad into both of those things. So when your combo is like bad against the whole meta, that puts you in kind of a weird spot. Um, We talked about this a little bit recently, where right now I want to win casting the fewest amount of spells possible. Yeah, I want as close to Thassa's Oracle demonic consultation as possible. Bada bing, bada boom. I want to be able to win through rule of laws. I want to be able to win through heuristic studies. I don't want to have to do unnecessary complicated steps. And Food Chain just requires you to cast stuff over and over again that makes it that makes it hard
1: yeah i i definitely agree so i i put food chain decks on here because like i historically when i think of a fast deck i think of a food Food chain chain deck right yeah
0: i think of like junk food chain decks even when like i don't know why i would think of brash i mean Prosh is pretty good someone pointed this out in a comment recently that i kind of misspoke when Prosh can win with just food chain you don't need another piece you still need to find—actually, that's not true. You don't need Squee. You still need, like, uh, Walking blista or some way to shoot the table, but with just Food Chain and Prosh, Prosh makes the extra tokens to give you extra mana, so you can keep on doing it. You still need something else, so I just— Yeah, they're not you as put, fast like, as they uh, were. You
1: need, like, a lot of other cards because you still need to cast Prosh then, too, right? Like, you're still relying on Food Chain to exile your couple of mana dorks to help you get Prosh out. So if you
0: don't already have— squee i i guess you don't really need squee though but food still. chain's not so fast i would say it's slower than the grixis list we have it's slower than the mardu list it's probably slower than jessica timna too i would say it's around the same speed as jessica timna i guess wherever that was maybe just right under it because um i think the food chain strategy is just a, a backup right now right now it's a backup it's yeah. kind of just a backup
1: i think even the if you're playing ukuma and kazur I mean, I haven't seen anything like this in a tournament setting, so I certainly wouldn't say it's...
0: Atraxa is really the only one that's been doing well, and I think that might just be because having a big, giant haymaker in your command zone is good. Yeah, and again, that's the backup combo that they're playing, so... They're really more... They're a Thoracal deck, right? They're more of a Thoracal
1: deck, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's move on, then. Let's talk about the Gitrog monster.
0: Once known as, like, one of the fastest decks of the format. Now,
1: I just feel like there's so many pieces that you need to assemble Gitrog Monster, and there's been so many new cards that have been printed that have made so many other decks
0: much more efficient, and Gitrog really hasn't gotten those kind of tools to help it out. Yeah, what Gitrog has gotten doesn't make it necessarily faster, if that makes sense. It's gotten good things like... Void voidwalker and opposition agent and these like powerful arcus bowmaster yeah, these every, powerful effects. every black deck has gotten access exactly. to these exactly like yeah. and those decks those tools don't necessarily speed up your process things like culling ritual are huge for a deck like gitrog i think but five mana investment into the commander as well as having to play another creature as well as being able to having to use those to find the dakmar salvage i mean your win con is six mana uh and it requires uh your commander in two pieces so six mana is kind of cheap ish not cheaper than like anala or not cheaper than some of the other ones that we talked about it's more expensive than ad nauseum to do this because you need the putrid imp and the gitrog monster gitrog helps you with extra lands if you have them so you can play that extra ones easier it does help you be fast that's kind of good about gitrog it draws you cards and allows you to play more lands if you have them I don't know if I consider it one of the fastest decks of the meta anymore, though, that's for sure. I don't think it's one of the fastest decks in the
1: current meta, but that being said, the deck is mana. Like, you get to play Squandered Resources, you get to play, like, Rain of Filth. All these cards that not only add you mana, but draw you into some other things, which really help you kind of snowball in that deck. Lake of the Dead, cards like that, so... In my opinion, I think it's faster than the food chain decks. I think it's going to be faster than Jessica Timna, Cormella, and Atali. And it's probably just going to sit either right under or right above Godo, in my opinion, underneath Anala.
0: I would say it's probably like a little faster than Godo. It I It needs s- more pieces, but it's a lot less mana. I think of Gitrog as like a turn three, turn four deck. And I think of Godo as like a strong turn three deck. Um, so maybe that means Gitrog's slower. Does that is that what that means? I don't know. What do you think? I kind of look at both of them as a turn three deck, They're like a with, three deck. They could you know go what? earlier. You
1: know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change the list. We're putting Gitrog Monster underneath Godo. because, like, there. Are, I was about to say I think of them as both turn three decks, but I think of Godo as getting. A turn two, potentially a lot higher than Gitrog being able to get a turn two. And I think that has a lot to do with Godot not needing to assemble all these stupid pieces. Yep. Because a lot of times in Gitrog, instead of putting your mana into making more mana, you're putting your mana into kind of assembling these pieces by tutoring, which naturally... Yeah, speeds you up by finding the piece you need, but slows you
0: down because you can't get your commander out. Tutors do slow you down. They make your deck way more consistent, which is worth it, but having to spend two mana on a demonic tutor to find something else and then cast that, thats that does slow you down. It's like, tempo. Like, right? It's a you major lose tempo. tempo loss. You yeah. lose tempo by doing that. Especially your top deck tutors, your worldlies and stuff like that. Goto also has access to the four mana creature that can make a red mana for three life. Treasonous Ogre, Treasonous yeah. Ogre. Godo can win on turn one. If you can play a turn one Treasonous Ogre that's a win you can do that kind of easily if you have lotus petal land mana vault and treasonous ogre i mean that's a specific four cards but there's other variations that can get you the turn one treasonous ogre Gitarog doesn't have as many combinations for a turn one win you need like a lot more cards your seven and then the eighth card that you draw like i feel like
1: you need all of those to be able to do it goto
0: can do it in four cards
1: yeah all right i think that solidly puts goto above gitrog monster then i agree we're gonna talk about this new fuck dude oh my god have you heard of this yargoth blood sky sire decks no dude what is this okay so this deck is so fucking bizarre so do you know yargoth the boast i don't it's oh the model booster yeah it's two and a black for a two three demon rogue it has death touch and it has boast which means that for one in a black Target player searches their library for a card, then shuffles their library and puts it on top. But you can only boast while this card is attacking. Right. So you play it. You play Yargoth, and you can do that off a of Jeweled Lotus or off a of Dark Ritual on turn one. Yeah, it sucks you have to turn, and yeah. then you have to, But you know, it's so, untap. It's so fast, three mana. It's so fast, yeah. And then you have a tutor for something on top of your library. So this is ad nauseum in your command zone. Okay. And then the average... Mana value of the main deck is .38. Ooh, so this is just like your nauseam for the whole deck. Hopefully. The total mana value is 38, and I've seen lists, oh. I've actually seen lists that go down to like the total, manu va- the total mana value of the deck being 32
0: the and 33. The total mana value is 38, and 5 of it's ad nauseum, which five you're 5 of it's for. ad nauseum, which yeah. you're yes, So exactly, you're just gonna, right? you're gonna straight up draw your whole entire deck. You play
1: 43 lands. I love it. And like you play as many zero mana artifacts as you can, even like some of the creatures and all this kind of stuff and then you're set up so that you're basically drawing your whole hand and then you are doing things with like sickening dreams because again you have your whole hand so now all the other artifact mana that you draw you can play out sickening dreams by the way uh as addition to cost it you discard x cards from your hand and then you deal that much damage to a creature or player so you can essentially take one player out after you have your whole deck in your hand what does sickening dreams do sickening dreams deals x damage to
0: each creature and each player that's what it is i'm sorry and normally you player. need angel's grace to protect yourself how do you protect yourself from dying in this deck
1: oh no because you play like a glacial chasm oh glacial chasm okay perfect do you is there an aetherflux reservoir there is no aetherflux reservoir. interesting so just the glacial chasm yeah it's just the glacial chasm okay and because sickening dreams is dealing damage glacial chasm
0: prevents the damage to you yeah there used to be a mono black sadisi deck that would do something like this that would just cast a sadisi sack it right away to find the ad and you had enough everything in your deck was so cheap that you could just nuzz the whole deck i'm glad that this strategy is showing up again in, in with this commander very fast um but the issue is you have to play it in pass so you have to mulligan for turn one demon turn two win and you can probably do that very consistently but you have to make sure that you mulligan for turn one demon you have to get turn one demon
1: and you have to be able to follow up it with a five mana ad nauseam. I guess that's true. You have to spend two mana on the boast and five mana. So you have to turn Which one demon, the, seven
0: mana turn two. The, that's the two mana
1: is fine. The two mana for the boast is fine, fine because half the time you already have the mana from trying to get Yargoth out.
0: But then how do you make that? You have to make sure you actually make that extra five mana for not
1: 43 lands kind of helps. I guess. And uh,
0: some of them make two mana like Biseju the the besage
1: who shelters all is in here um you do play lake of the dead in here too besage i think just makes one mana
0: but it makes the spell uncounterable why do i always think that that card taps for two mana i don't know but there's a couple others that do that i'm sure it's playing city of Traders and ancient tomb and shit like that yeah crystal vein even like there's as many ways as you can make two mana with your lands as possible Uh, this deck feels like it's like a turn two deck but realistically i feel like it wins more in turn three i don't know just are you able to put that turn two i mean maybe i i have to take a better look at the deck the card that you search for
1: is put on the top of your library and you, because you are so restricted, like you don't have a great chance of being able to get that card in your hand. Even like some of your little card draw mini rocks aren't going to get you the card in time like your mishra's bobble so you're your not going to get bobble. that card till turn three yeah so i think so this, this is, is a mostly turn three a deck. turn three deck but it's it's very fragile is the other thing like the it needs sickening dreams
0: well you're gonna get you're gonna get it if you resolve the ad you just need oh, that's exactly, that's yeah you're, you're gonna, gonna draw the whole thing it, yeah i would say this is slower than anala i would say it's slower than anala too yeah. I, I think of anala as a strong turn two deck i think of rock in the same way um like a even faster turn two deck I think this is like a solid turn three deck. So. I think
1: this that would make this slower than Godot then too. Yeah.
0: And then where do we have it versus the... I think it's about the same as Godot. Turn three. I think Godot's turn three.
1: Well, we put Godot over like the Gitrog monster because of its potential to turn two and to turn one. This can't do that.
0: We don't see that with this deck at all. I mean, you could just naturally add Noss on turn one if you had the rituals and you draw your whole deck. So can Cormela, So can Anala. Yeah, so Yeah, but, can... but those decks can't draw their whole deck and win right away from, from Nossing main phase turn one. Okay. A
1: okay, good point then whereas this one probably could so it's definitely faster than gitrog monster do we
0: want to say then because although you need to hit that land drop for glacial chasms you need to go to turn two to actually be able to do your wind line so you would need to be able to add gnaws off of rocks and no land exclusively yeah. and richer walls that seems less likely than godo. That
1: seems less likely than Godo. Honestly, that seems less likely than a Gitrog monster win, too. I think so. But it's still faster than a Tali. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so Yargoth is going to go actually a little bit lower than I thought, but I think it makes sense. Okay. The next one that we're going to talk about is one that we did talk about in our scariest decks too is crick crick is quick this is like one of the fastest this is just gonna go up there also
0: I mono black fast what this one does is just off of like four mana and then enough mana to cast one tutor in your hand you can only really piece something together it's hard to say, man. This is hard to rate these things on like fastest because all of them have a range of like being able to win on turn one. Um, I'd have to look at the stats to have like more conclusive data on this, but my gut says that this is faster than Godot. This, this is, would be like, fast lame deck. if we were doing it based off stats. Yeah. This is <laughs> more fun than it's just gut feeling. I think since Godot can win so consistently, he can try again and again. Basically, every tutor is a win con in the deck. I think it's pretty quick. I would Are probably... you talking
1: about Crick or Godo? Because you said Godot. Oh, no, I, I said I meant Crick. I agree. I don't think it's going to present win cons as consistently as Godo, but i think that it's going to prevent uh, present them a lot quicker i think it's going to be up there with Dayata and rog timna and rog silas somewhere i think it's probably going to be up higher than Deata, probably which would make it the fastest deck and i only say that because Dayata requires very specific pips to get into play that's and this true. doesn't generic this is just core. generic ass mana that you need yep that's
0: true yeah Fuck it. Crick's the fastest deck. Crick is the fastest deck. That sounds good. All I right. asked Twitter what they thought was the most deck that could, what they thought was the deck that could present wins on turn one the most, and they all said Crick, so I think that's probably fair. Crick is the fastest deck. It can just win from just so little, and everything that it does is exactly what Black wants to do. Like, Black can put all of its good resources into making the deck as fast as possible, and Crick does it well. All right. Um, I'm going
1: to take out, we're going a little long, so I'm going to take out a couple decks that Cut I know are of the these slow let yeah. skip on to the end. Rocket. Let's talk about Rocco real quick, only just because I said we were going to talk about Rocco more, but I think this is going to be along with our Food Chain decks and be towards the bottom in terms of the fastest.
0: What's Rocco's uh, zero mana win? Does it have one with Food Chain where it can win or it needs one card? It needs Squee or something in hand, right? You can use Food Chain and a bunch of the other creatures
1: that you might already have in play to have Rocco go get squee at x equals six yeah so if you're able to do that after you cast food chain this can be very quick but i don't foresee that happening on turn one it's not happening on turn one it's not usually happening on turn two you
0: have to cast food chain and then also cast rocco for x equals three so total six mana so it's nine total mana that food chain can help you cheat on but still nine total mana yeah so maybe cormela speed Probably around Cormela's speed, yeah. Same ballpark as Cormella we'll say. I'm going to put it under Cormella though, just because— Because it's not Grixis.
1: No, you don't have access to black, which really helps your speed, I think. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh,
0: we're going to talk about Rog Tevish, then. Oh, this one's a great one. This is Rakdos Speed Incarnate. It's literally just speed. It is speed. It's faster than Rog, Timna. Definitely. I think like that Mardu deck that we were talking about with Rograk, this deck is faster. It just takes out those good white cards, all the science effects, and puts in a couple extra shitty rituals. Yeah, you don't need protection if you can just try to go even faster then. This deck can also be built to be like a stacks deck. I played the turbo version. I felt like I could present to win every single turn two, no matter what. I would get stopped by a gentle breeze. And if I got stopped, I couldn't do anything about it. I would try to win again on maybe turn three or four or something like that. But there wasn't much that I could do in order to protect myself. But that doesn't mean it's not fast. It was definitely fast. Yeah. So,
1: uh, Turbo Rog Tevish is the one that we're going to be judging. We're not talking to talk about the stack stack. It's definitely going to be faster than Roger Timda, like we said. Fa- I think it's going to be faster than Diata too. Again, I think it's like- faster
0: than Diata, And I th- even think it's faster than Rogsai. I think it's interesting. It's close in speed to Kurik, but I think. What you, the dock side makes it quick, but Kurik is just by itself makes so much. Like Kurik just makes all the cards in your deck insane.
1: You can win basically off of just fewer Four cards. generic mana yeah. and, and very tutor. fewer
0: cards. I guess you need like five generic mana and a demonic tutor. I think you can get close to putting together a win or something like that.
1: I'm thinking that it's faster than Dayada though, too. I think so. I would say, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have two other decks that we're going to talk about. First one's going to be uh, Cody. We've talked about Cody a little bit recently when we talked about some least scary decks, but that doesn't make it not fast.
0: Definitely fast. I think it does exactly what that mono blacklist Varoth, Varog, what is that one? Varoth. Yeah, it's kind of in the same boat. Same thing of you want to play your commander, you want to pass the turn, you want to win the next turn. It does yeah. that, but I think it does better than that one.
1: Because it can pretty consistently put up turn two win attempts. Yeah,
0: definitely. It could pretty consistently
1: put up turn two win attempts. I agree with that. And because Cody also pays for a lot of what you need to follow up with what's going on i think it's going to be kind of close to like anala and Rogsai in terms of how quick it is i
0: agree yeah i think it is probably close to those in speed not in ability to actually win the game but in speed i think it can present wins around the same time that those decks can maybe a a little bit quicker maybe yeah i mean it can be tough because sometimes
1: like you're getting cody out on turn one with mana vault and then like it doesn't untap and then like you're like oh shoot I do need to find like another way to make some more mana to actually activate Cody.
0: I would say Cody has less opportunities for a turn one win, but maybe more opportunities for a turn two win. I think overall that makes it slower though. So I would say probably slower than Rog Sai and Rog Timna, but just under those. So faster than Anala. I don't know. That's hard. Same amount of mana but stretched over two turns. That's not even true exactly. I
1: feel like if you have the mana and the spell seeker in hand, there are theoretically ways that you can turn one with Anala or oh, something. Yeah and cody's never turned Cody one doesn't have that does that mean that Godo should we should consider Godo faster
0: it's a range i don't know it's a range Godo can do that but it can't do that as much i think cody's
1: putting up turn two wins significantly more than Godo is i mean
0: realistically anala needs four mana and a spell seeker to win the game on turn one basically and Godo can what's the four mana creature again treasonous ogre Godo can do the same thing with treasonous ogre uh, just the one card, except you need you still need the four mana to cast the Treasonous Ogre, and you can win from right there, which is the exact same thing. It's so the it's exact like same realistically, thing. it's actually like the same speed potential as Anala, right? Four mana, one card, win the game. Yeah, Goto and Anala. Yeah, they basically have the same speed. Gota potential. Goto should be way higher. Put Goto with
1: Anala. Cody should be below them. Below them then so. And it's th- I would definitely say It's faster than Gitchrock Monster Yeah Okay I think this makes A lot more sense then And then the last set Of decks we're going to Talk about are Dargo decks Uh, specifically Dargo Ikra, we'll say, but Dargo in general is
0: just known for being very explosive. Dargo, very explosive. I wouldn't say necessarily fast, though. I think Dargo can win out of nowhere. Dargo can do nothing, do nothing, do nothing, and then on turn four, Dockside Distortionist, Dargo sacrifice, peer into the abyss, and completely win out of nowhere. Like, it can really kind of explode, but I don't necessarily think of it as, like, The fastest archetype it can just it has a lot of weird good powerful things that it can do but i would probably rate it it a little bit lower on speed
1: the ikra version of dargo like the jun dargo is a lot more built towards speed which i would say that one would be like way up there but like the good versions of dargo is like rug dargo and that one is a lot more grindy you have thrasios in the command zone you actually have like a card advantage engine outlet there um and some other stuff to do instead of just like aiming in for dargo so that one i would definitely
0: say is a lot slower the Ikra version i would also it is uh, fast i'm not gonna say it's not fast but even that fast version still needs a couple of artifacts on turn one to get it going you need like Every one is two less, and it's gonna. You, you, need, you need like three or four artifacts to make it cost zero. Or, yeah, that's
1: true. There's a couple—if so if you have the, the Jewel Lotus start— The cost
0: is a lot higher than
1: a lot of these other decks that we're talking about. To be honest, this is on the list because my initial version of this list was called the most explosive decks in CEDH. Yeah. But I think faster is just a better way to talk about that. This would certainly be really high on the explosive side, but yeah. I think I'm— gonna lean towards what you're saying here is that on the actual speed side it's probably lower
0: yeah it can win out of nowhere but not from turn one as fast i don't think this deck is like built to put out a turn one win faster than jessica timna faster than jessica timna probably around gitrog where's gitrog at in this gitrog is slower than cody i I think this this is
1: slower than cody i would say
0: this is between gitrog and cody what about uh versus yargoth yargoth i feel like is lower Okay,
1: all right, so we're, we're still on the right page then. It's so like Itali oh. Cormella. Okay, that sounds good. I'm okay with that
0: too. Should we list our top 10? I was just counting them out, yeah. The top 10 fastest decks in CEDH.
1: The 10th fastest deck is the Gitrog Monster. The ninth fastest deck is Dargo Ikra. We have Cody, Versiferous Codex, as the eighth fastest deck. Godo is the 7th fastest deck. Anala's coming in at the 6th fastest deck slot. The 5th fastest deck in CEDH is Rograk Silas. The 4th fastest deck is Rograk Timna. Dayata is the 3rd fastest deck in CEDH. Rograk Tevish is the number 2 fastest deck. But the fastest deck in CEDH is none other than Crick son of
0: Yogmoth. Krik, sure. Thanks so much for watching or listening. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon, like our $100 patrons.
1: Mark Cirillo, Alan, but in lowercase, Zachary Nelson, she doesn't even go here, Joey Ahrens, SoCal Acura, Stormageddon, Luke Cook, AJ Awosaibi, Kylock, Demon of Rosgrees, Uncle Butts, Kwaja A. E. Hamid,
0: Lauren Connell, and Baby bus if you want to pick up any of our merch you can do that at play thank
1: you so much dragon shield for supporting the show make sure you use our affiliate link
0: down below check us out on twitter tiktok and instagram for more content thank you so much for watching or listening see you next time bye jabaha
1: dalton poteet cadanes lutri's dad mitchell shepherd justin man solo pedro jacob depp michael baloo Jan, Wildfang, thomas bono swampy mcgee and david nelson I don't think (laughs) so. We sound like a choir.